American half pounder, sweet pure beef patty, lettuce, tomato, singles going. Singles Going Steady, the podcast dedicated to exploring great singles with a particular eye to the punk, new wave, and DIY eras of the last century. I'm Steve McGowan. I'm Adrian Madoc, and we're in a band, The Beef People, who released a single in 1986 on our own label, Zub Records, but we're record collectors and passionate, especially about the expression of pop music perfection that is the single recording. Exploring the mystery of what makes for great singles, what propelled us to begin this podcast. What episode are we up to now? Okay, today we're doing episode number 034, and we're going to talk about the Boston, Massachusetts band, The Neighborhoods. Oh, I love The Neighborhoods. Yes, we all do. And their first uh, single on Ace of Hearts Records from 1980 called Prettiest Girl with the B-side No Place Like Home. These are both great songs. Yes. And we have a lot to talk about with the neighborhoods. Um, They are a Boston band. They were a very young band. Uh, David Minahan is the singer and the guitar player and the chief songwriter. Um, He's the total package. Yes. He's a total rock star in in the the best sort of way possible. Great singer, great lyricist, great guitarist. Just... And, and just, you know, does a good show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's great. He's a, a great guy, too. Um, they were big in Boston when I was still living in the Boston area uh, in 78, 79. Um, you would hear them on WBCN radio out of Boston. They would play their demos. And they won the Rock and Roll Rumble uh, in 1979, which led to their uh, their single, which was released in 1980, they were always going to be the next big thing, the neighborhoods. And um, I believe they had some management issues because they 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 didn't put out a record for a long time. Uh, but this single was on Ace of Hearts, which is uh, the label of the Liars and Mission to Burma. And uh, a lot of bands that we the, really the like. The Neats. We the talked neats. about The Neats yes, previously. Mm-hmm. Yes. So so definitely a good pedigree here. And uh, it's very early period neighborhoods. Uh, we'll find that their sound will change a little bit. The songwriting is always stellar. Uh, Prettiest Girl is just a killer song. Yeah. And yeah. so is No Place Like Home. Um, so let's go ahead. We'll listen to the original single um, from 1980. Ace of Hearts Records, The Neighborhoods, and Prettiest Girl.
All right, pretty squirrel. You can definitely hear. Um, we were we were discussing it earlier. A little bit of Joe Jackson. Yeah. A little bit of jam to get that late seventy nine. Yeah. Or, you know, early eighty. Yeah. Um, the beginnings of sort of new wave post punk. Yeah. Kind of um, a little teenage angsty. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, but so, but you, even though the the uh, the lyrics are a lot more mature than just your your typical. You know, your typical um, teenage anthem. Yeah, I got the feeling that maybe, you know, well, I, for them, this was the, the thing that put them on the map in, yes. in Boston. Yes, they played maybe it all the time. they got a little tired of playing mm-hmm. it and, and maybe felt like it mm-hmm. was, early, you know, pretty natal, early mm-hmm. um, version that they've not a mature work. But mm-hmm. um, and there's a later recording. Right. Um, they're they're going to re-record the song, and we'll play that for you later on. Um, so our story with the neighborhoods is is long and uh, and very fruitful. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the chance to play with them. Yeah, we were booked to the open for them. We were oh, we opened for them in Raleigh at the brewery, I believe. Right, right, and and um, I don't know how we got on the bill. Yeah, you know, just constant calling. Please yes. let us open. Right, and we didn't know who they were. They didn't know who we were. And we <laughs> fell in love. Uh, yes, but tell them the story about the jam. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, they're during a sound check. Uh, uh, the, the the bass player does not play on the single, but was right. sort of their, their longest. Lee Harrington. Uh, Lee Harrington. Mm-hmm. Um, that Lee was just messing around uh, with his bass, and he was trying to play the opening um, line to um, the bass run from uh, Funeral Pyre. The, by the jam. By the jam. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he was getting close, getting close. Which was a song we actually knew how to play. Yeah, it was one I knew how to <laughs> yeah. play. And so, um, you know, I asked, can I play through your amp? And, you know, I go up and plug in and play, you know, the line from Funeral Pyre. And, you know, I think I got a little brownie points for yes, that. Yes, uh, absolutely. It's like, hey, the girl can play Funeral Pyre. She's all right by me. Yes, good. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like the mm-hmm. scene, um, you know, with Marshall McLuhan mm-hmm. in the Woody Allen movie. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, the, the thing you need to happen never right. happens happens but it happened right and so playing with the neighborhoods was definitely um the lightning strike moment for me um we would do the thing where we would go in we'd set up we'd sound check and then the band would go and get something to eat but one of us would stay with the equipment and this particular day i was the one with the equipment so i was there uh watching the neighborhoods they set up and they tore through uh, a cover of um, the Nervous Eaters just had, just had because I'm in a rush, and it was just the most unbelievable thing I'd seen. It was like seeing Iggy and the Stooges or something. It was just, I was completely blown away. These guys are so primal. It's yeah, the and power. so good. Yeah, and so good. And when Adrian came back, I, I think the first thing I said to her was, "We have to book this band. We have to. We we we've got to do something. We've got to get this band in our town." And we we hadn't had the idea to book bands before, but I wanted to hear the neighborhoods in Greenville, <laughs> <laughs> and I think Adrian agreed with me after we saw them play, and um, that was pretty much the start, the reason that we well then we, we began booking we began bands. Booking we started bands. the Tuesday New Music Night right. in Greenville, South Carolina, which was very fruitful for a number of years, and we had the neighborhoods all the time. They were for a band for so far away from Boston. 
They played quite a bit in Greenville and in Columbia. Um, they would pick up gigs at Rockefeller's because we would book them here in Greenville. And they were always fantastic. Yeah, it, it's you can hear a little bit. That, I mean, this is an early single, mm-hmm. but th- they were just uh, everything that you would want in a in a rock and roll trio. Yes, indeed. So before we go waxing on more about the neighborhoods, uh, let's listen to the B side of the single. And I think the B side catches a little more of the flavor. Yes, it does. Uh, it kind of rounds them out. It's a song called "No Place Like Home." And uh, the B-side of Prettiest Girl was released in 1980. Uh, Ace of Hearts Records, Here's the Neighborhoods. So I love when he's going on about, you know, which grade he's in and uh, by 12th grade he's expelled. You know, he (laughs) he never learned his lessons. The lyrics are very sly. And um, again, I get that kind of um, that Joe Jackson-y feel in the singing and the lyrics, although the the music is a little heavier um, in a good way. Um, It's it's a rocking song. It definitely rocks. And we have... um, uh, I, I am known for having an archive of an extensive archive of live recordings. We've got some recordings of the neighborhoods. Of course, I have actually dozens and dozens of recordings of the neighborhoods. But uh, we're going to play uh, a couple of things. Um, should we do that now? Or should we talk a little bit more about? Yeah, go ahead and play a snippet. Let's play a little bit of Prettiest Girl. This was recorded in uh, uh, 1990. So this would have been with Lee Harrington on bass. Yes. Mm-hmm. In April of 1990 at Rockefeller's in Columbia. And just 
you can tell, you know, just by this recording how good they are live. Uh, we're going to play a little bit of them doing Pretty Scroll live. <laughs> so much live <laughs> that you know this may sound unwise and I, you know, but I mean I, this is something that I just had to do there was no choice there was no no argument we don't, we don't um, recommend you do this kids <laughs> but before my very first final examination in law school the <laughs> evening before so like I've, I've taken no tests I have no idea if I know what I'm doing or what's going on um the hoods were playing in Raleigh, you know, which was half hour drive and, you know, late show, 8 a.m. exam. And I was like, I'm going to see the hoods. <laughs> it's time to rock. I, mean, it's I don't time have to a rock. choice. There's, there's no argument. I'm going to see the hoods. And um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm a good girl. So <laughs> um, not only am I up against the stage and like, hi, do you remember me? I'm Adrian. I play bass. And, and they're like, of course we remember. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I'm standing there because I've got to get a good place with my handmade flashcards that I've made of tort law. Oh, and that a, is so a, rock and a, roll. A bundle of like a hundred flashcards made by hand. Um, Did uh, you make Lee read them to you? No. <laughs> Do you mind singing this? The reasonable man standard. Um, change all your lyrics. Um, give me uh, you know the elements of ne- negligence. But um, the, the short, long story short, that I ended up getting the highest grade in the class on that exam. And you know, I didn't dare tell my colleagues. Well, you know, I was out. You know, out rocking till one in the morning. Out rocking right? with my friends, the neighborhoods, the yeah. band I adore. Yes. You know. Because not only do you have the late show, but then the half hour drive right, home. Right, right, right. And I think I had a friend drive me, so at least I could do the flash. <laughs> 
flashcards yeah, in the car. on the drive there and on the drive back. So I was probably uh, more well prepared than folks that yeah. had got a good night's sleep. Plus, you got all the rock. Oh my, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I think I, I attribute my success <laughs> yes. to the rock and roll lifestyle. Yes, absolutely. So um, uh, again, we keep talking about how good they are live and. Um, Another thing about the neighborhoods was impeccable choice of cover songs. Um, we were just batting it around, and we remember that they did they did California Man by Cheap Trick, which is actually an old Move song. Uh, they did the damn New Rose. Oh, and their New Rose was oh, just astounding. It, just, it was a great. And uh, I remember them doing White Punks on Dope by the Tubes, <laughs> which is a song you don't hear very often. Um, Ace of Spades, of course, by Motorhead was uh, one of Lee's standouts. He would turn the mic down and pretend he was Lemmy. But they were just a machine. <laughs> they, uh, they were a, they a, could a play anything. A rock machine that yeah. could play anything. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, from power pop to <laughs> basically metal. metal. Yeah, I mean, you know, they had the chops. There's no doubt about it. So to uh, back that up, we're going to play just a little bit of a live the live version of the B-side, No Place Like Home. This is something I recorded in 1986 in May at Rockefellers in Columbia. The neighborhood's doing No Place Like Home live. That was No Place Like Home. The neighborhoods um, do have a kind of a checkered past with their records. They were on a couple of labels that didn't work out so well. Restless Records uh, held them um, held them up. 
Um, they had put out the, the record called The High Hard One on Restless, which is probably our favorite record. Yeah, and that's going to be my recommendation. Yes. Spoiler alert. Yes, it's, it's definitely worth checking out. And uh, they had a couple other records uh, on Amargo. And uh, then they made it to Atlantic. And uh, they were a... Miller Band. That's Miller right. Beer had like a, a program where mm-hmm. they were sponsoring a number of bands. So they did Miller yeah. Bands, Miller Beer Night. Yeah. It was a promotional. There were a lot of Boston bands involved. Yeah. The, the Del Fuegos were one, yeah. I think. Yeah. And, and uh-huh. you know, the idea, you know, mm-hmm. this sort of cross promotion. Yeah. You know, to get people in the clubs drinking Miller and right. making Miller cool. Right. And, uh, Unfortunately, they made the band get another guitar player, which I don't think really worked out so well because, honestly, they didn't need another guitar player. David Minahan is yeah, is, is just a, amazing on the guitar. There, there's not really a yeah. place for it, in, you know. In I mean, you're, you're not missing anything. Right. I don't know what, not, what not it would all. add. So, um, but they they got the deal with Atlantic. They put out a record on Atlantic that's just called the Neighborhoods. And uh, it was produced by Brad Whitford of Aerosmith. And uh, there's a long story that I'll, I'll um, keep short about when Brad couldn't make an Aerosmith tour in Japan because of family issues. And David Minahan from the neighborhoods actually went over and was took Brad Whitford's part in Aerosmith for a Japanese tour. So... Um, I know that was a big deal for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Boston the, band playing, yeah, getting yeah. to play an era. And... They were definitely the, the, his heroes. and uh, But they got Brad to produce their record, and it's very heavy. It, it sounds like a Aerosmith record. And um, they re-recorded Prettiest Girl, and we're going to play you a little bit of it now. The re-recorded version of Prettiest Girl, Brad Woodford producing The Neighborhoods. Yourself, baby, brace yourself. 
So there they are, the later period neighborhoods, um, kind of gone from the the angry power pop sound to a little bit more metal-y sound. Still great. It's still a great song. Prettiest Girl right. is, you know, no matter how they treated it, it's, you know. It stands uh, up you, to you, this. You would cut your arm off to write a song like that. Right. I mean, and it stands up to the Aerosmithization yeah, of, yeah. of it. Yeah, you could hear you could hear Tyler singing that. Right, right. Well, speaking of hearing singing it, if you could hear someone have someone cover the song mm-hmm. whether living, dead, imaginary, fictional, mm-hmm. who would you like to hear cover the song? Definitely, I think uh, for Pretty Squirrel, I would like to hear um, the jam. The jam. Now that's definitely yeah. dead mm-hmm. and imaginary yeah. at the same time, right? That's not coming around again. And to bring the circle around, I think for No Place Like Home. I'd love to hear the replacements do it. Oh, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. that's that's definitely in the dead and imaginary yes, category yes, as well. Yes, Because uh, as we, you may or may not know, David Minahan was the guitar player in the reconstituted replacements that uh, toured recently and uh, just did a, 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 a fabulous job with them. He played with Paul Westerberg solo before, and uh, that's how good of a guitar player he is. Um yeah, he's a remarkable guitar player. And a great singer and just a great songwriter. Do you have a recommendation, Adrian? I do Adrian? have a recommendation. You get to go first for a change. Yeah. And so I'm going to recommend a record, right? Because that t- tends to be how, mm-hmm. how this goes. Our, our first recommendation tends yes. to be a record. And I, as foreshadowed, <laughs> as foretold, um, it's the high hard one, which I, mean, I don't think you can go wrong, particularly with the, any yeah. of the earlier, yeah. um, I mean, with any neighborhood's album in really? general. Yeah. But in particular, the high hard one, mm-hmm. there is not a single note wrong, not a song that that is not perfect it's it's catchy all the yes. way through it really has the power pop bones are there and and really like punk and, a, pop. and a real rockin' spirit yeah, yeah and, and it's just a perfect record it has wusa on it and, and arrogance when you hear this live mm-hmm. everybody ju- it was mm-hmm. just a a sing-along at the top of your lungs yeah. because this yep. was just the know, best yeah, the best, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would an experience to, to mm-hmm. see the, the neighborhoods perform these songs live. And, and right. you know, maybe you can capture a little bit of that with the recordings. But mm-hmm. the recordings on their own are, are, are worthy. Yes. They're not a pale shadow. Yes, the, the studio recordings, the high hard one uh, by the neighborhoods. Um, my recommendation would be I'm just going to follow the, um, the David Minahan trail. And uh, he is kind of settled down now when he's not doing the replacements. The neighborhoods still play. They play, it, but just basically in the Boston area. They have a really great Facebook group. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that that uh, posts like this day in neighborhoods history. Right, so it's right. great. And mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, I was at that show. Mm-hmm. So And he, Lee, the bass player, is in the long tradition of of uh, lawyers who are bass players, <laughs> <laughs> as we have one here on our podcast as well. And um, But David uh, has opened a, a very, very nice recording studio. It's called Woolly Mammoth Sound. It's in Waltham, Massachusetts, on the outskirts of Boston. Uh, we'll link to the website. You can check it out. They have everything. He knows what he's doing. He's worked with a lot of great acts. I'm not going to go on and on about it, but I, I know they did the last... The newest Buffalo Tom record there, and they've done a, a bunch of things. You can listen to it. Um, we wish him the best. The neighborhoods were always very kind to us. They're a very good band. They were 
one of the most popular bands we ever booked. The, yeah, the walls would just thump mm-hmm. with with. Mm-hmm. They were the happy, reason, you know, full room of inc- incredibly happy people. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that went to Studio B in Greenville that will remember them very fondly. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm one of them. Yes, indeed. So that's it for today. Number 034, Singles Going Steady. Uh, the Wonderful Neighborhoods from Boston and Prettiest Girl and No Place Like Home. It's been great talking with you. And get the high hard one. Yes. Talk to you soon. To learn more about the artists and recordings we just talked about, visit our website at zubrecords.com and click on the Singles Going Steady icon. You'll also find links to the persons, places, and things we recommend, and much more. You can find episodes of Singles Going Steady on our website or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Singles Going Steady is brought to you by the power and majesty of Zub Records. Zub Zub Records. Records. Smart Smart sounds for sharp sharp people. people. Today.